the devil's work. And welcome to Real Horror Show Podcast. This is episode... Oh, fuck me. I don't know. Six? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new know episode. Why, I don't know why we bother keeping track. We never fucking know. <laughs> this is just a new episode. Yeah, fuck it. This time around, we're going to be doing our list of black and white films that we were going to do last time, but Mark got distracted with a really shit shark film. Decided oh, that still... I should be fucking punished with that as well. I'd forgot all about that because yeah. we have tried to do this podcast previously digitally didn't we you were at home and me at my home that was a disaster yeah we had computer difficulties <laughs> and then since then i've had a little vacation you've been all covidy he went to wally world <laughs> punched, the, punched the moose yeah, yeah went on roller coasters with john candy <laughs> so yeah we're gonna do it this week yep uh this should be a less failed attempt i think we've got this in the bag we're doing it old school we're gonna be professional as always yeah by the way i'm mark Oh, I'm Lee. <laughs> That's how professional we are. Should we just kick off? Yeah. Who's um, going first? I don't mind, mate. Shall I go first? Go on then. Go on then. Hokey dokey. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Right, my number 10, uh, my top 10 black and white films. I've got Night of the Hunter from 1955. Okay. Directed by Charles Loughton and starring Robert Mitchum as the Reverend Harry Powell and Shelley Winters as Will Harper. Seen that or not? It's basically a film about an insane godbotherer who learns of a woman having lost her husband but he'd like done a robbery and he'd stashed $10,000 somewhere and the kids knew where he'd stashed it apparently so he basically like infiltrates the family and wants to marry into the family to get his hands on the money uh, okay. and uh, he's not he's not like really a preacher he's just an insane fucking lunatic yeah Robert Mitchum's brilliant he obviously went on to play like crazy again with uh, what do you call it Cape Fear, Cape Fear. and he was great. he was Max Cady in that the, the one before the Robert De Niro one he was brilliant but this, yeah he's really fucking sinister in this film he's like he's his reverend he's got like love and hate tattooed on his fucking knuckles <laughs> which should tell you all you need to know really I used to work with someone who had that at the, you remember the factory we worked at and there was a chap there who had love and hate on his knuckles and I used to wind him up so he threatened to hit me and he'd be like only strike me with the hand of love. Don't use the hand of hate. <laughs> if he was serious, he'd have had hate and hate. Yeah, he would, yeah. One on each knuckle. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really cool film. It's set during the uh, Great Depression. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, it, it always sort of struck a chord with me. I don't think I have seen it. I think it's the title always confuses me, because anything with Night of, and I instantly think, oh, it's um, Night Stalker, you know, the old Kolchak mm. business. And yeah, I completely forgot about that one, which I don't think I've seen. Yeah, well, you need to watch it. I will do. Yeah. Robert Mitchum sort of steals every scene of the film that he's in. The whole cast is, like, good, but, yeah, okay. it's definitely his movie, and he runs away with it. I mean, Harry Powell is a nasty piece of work, hmm. and, um, yeah, you should check it out. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to have to, because that's, that's one I definitely haven't seen that I can recall. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a well-made movie. Your turn. My turn, then, for my number 10, going back to 1923, the silent movies, and it's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Not the one that most people are familiar with, the 1930s one. This one is with Lon Chaney, senior. I was Lon Chaney's lover. Go back and love him. He plays as Quasimodo. And similar to what you said about Robert Mitchum, he steals it. Mm. He is so good. I mean, he's, he's done all the makeup, all the putty for his nose and his cheeks and all that sort of thing. He's got the 
I don't know why I'm miming a little hunchback thing here because no one can see it and that's probably offending <laughs> someone. It's very good, yeah. I will tell you. <laughs> what, just raising one shoulder? <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I can't remember a time before you were a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> have you always had that hunch? <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, I have a hunch. But yeah, no, he, he steals it. The mannerisms are down and the way he sort of capers about as well. It is, it is completely on Chinese film. It is long though. It's... Two hours and thirteen minutes of a silent movie. That's which, impressive runtime for a fucking film that old. But oh yeah, definitely. But I think well, mind you, I think they did because I nearly put um, Haxon, the witchcraft yeah. thing, and that's a two hours and something I think as well. Is it? Yeah, and that that came very close to being on the list. But I've got a couple from that. I've got two silent movies already, and I didn't want to add a third because I'm trying to do mine as a not necessarily a top ten of favourites. So it's a part of that, but also a part of recommendations for people. Yeah. So you want to see a really good silent movie, Punchback of Notre Dame from 1923 is one to go for. It, that long running time does drag it out a little bit too much. And there's, yeah, Lon Chaney's the main character and the, the other ones aren't. They're okay, the other actors, but they're not. He just... Uh. I should point out that we might have a bit of interference <laughs> yeah. today with military jets because apparently there's something going on in the world that the, the, the military might not enjoy. Yeah, they're going to circle this small town in Cambridgeshire because Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably on, like, practice manoeuvres or some shit. Shall we, shall we just plough on? Yeah, we'll, for the best. we're going to work through it. Um, an interesting fact I did find out about the movie, though. Um, a lot of the extras were just sort of gathered from downtown LA. I don't know what the exchange rate or the comparison rate is from them. They were given a dollar a night for their work, and they got meals. And apparently, uh, amongst those... Those gatherings are fucking planes, man. But amongst those uh, extras, there were a number of prostitutes who did quite a good money as a sideline. Yeah, yeah. And also, they had they hired, I think, some detectives and things to go into the crowd to keep an eye for pickpockets amongst the extras, which is a kind of a weird thing to do on your movie set. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, 1923, Hunchback of Notre Dame, silent movie, goes on a bit too long, but worth watching it just for Lon Chaney's performance. I, I should just say if. World War Three is going to interfere with their podcast. I don't think I'm for it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be pissed off about that. <laughs> Just get shot down or fuck off or something. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm sure I've seen it. I've seen like different versions of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, but I've, I must have seen that at some point, but I can't remember. Because I think the most known black and white one is, is it 1936? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the talky one. Yeah. Yeah, was my real Whereas this is like three people talking or move the mouths and you get one little bit of text on the screen. So you kind of guess it to a certain extent. Yeah. I, it is a little bit overlong and the ending isn't as good as it came across in, say, the book or in sequels. Yeah. Whatever. Not, not necessarily sequels, but other versions of the story. But it's still a good film just for that and for watching something so old. And, because a lot of Lon Chaney's early films, they're just gone. You look him up and see all the films he's been in and they're just like lost film, lost film, lost oh, film. Wow. There's so many films that he's made that are just, yep, yeah, gone now. So this is one of those early ones that's still in existence. Mm. So it's, it's worth checking out just for that as well. I didn't realise it all disappeared. There's so many. You, yeah, look up his filmography. I'll have to have a look. Mm. Uh, so number nine for me then is from 1920. Number nine. Number nine for me then. Is from 1920 and it's the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, oh, okay, yeah. uh, which is another silent film yeah. that came close on mine as well. It's... Directed by Robert Vine. Vine. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, starring Werner Krauss. I'm going to murder a load of German names now. As Dr. Caligari and Conrad Wied. Wied. 
as Caesar. Basically the story of a, of a circus hypnotist who uh, uses a sleepwalker to carry out like nefarious plans like murder and stuff for him. And he also tries to get him to like, kidnap some woman but he falls in love with her in the end or something and doesn't kill her. He, yeah, he runs it. off with her and then ends up cornered. What I like most about it is it's beautifully shot it's very got a very gothic sort of otherworldly atmosphere to it almost it's 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 just, like i said it's a silent film so it relies on his visuals to carry it and yeah. it does it really well i mean it's sort of you can you can see how it inspired other horror films throughout the years much like another film that i'm going to mention later <laughs> yeah, which i've got a suspicion we'll both have yeah i think you know it, it went it, uh, if, you, if you watch it it's easy to see that it inspired like lugosi's dracula later on and then even even as far as to like michael myers in the halloween films they must oh, okay. have all taken an influence from the oh, okay. dr caligari yeah it's a really good film yeah where, where would you have put it i might have put it at 10 i think yeah yeah just from how i've got yeah other things on the list I've already had two silent movies which I've got a feeling we're both going to have the same one for the other one but we'll see yeah, but, yeah. yeah. and also because I haven't seen that since uh, late 80s maybe I was you know like 15 or something when I saw that and I haven't seen it since I did rewatch it last year sometime I think I sort of had nothing to do I was just watching old movies but it's still holds up as visually really quite fucking striking I mean the whole thing sort of plays out as a surreal fucking nightmare almost uh, okay. This use of shadows, the black and white really lends to the atmosphere of yeah, the film. Yeah, yeah. It, it is like some surreal fucking weird fever dream <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah, like I say, it kind of very obviously, if you watch it again, you'll see, inspires horror oh, yeah, throughout the fucking decades. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I need to check it out again, because yeah. like I said, I haven't seen it. Yeah, we've got another plane coming. <sighs> Who'd be blamed for this, Boris or Putin? Oh, it's got to be Putin, isn't it? <laughs> Can't blame Boris for everything, we, we do that enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, we're not going to get political, but <clears throat> man's a fuckwit. Anyway. <laughs> shall, I, shall I do my number nine? Go and do your number nine. My number nine. I'm I'm putting something cheesy in there from 1962 with the brain that wouldn't die. Dun, dun, dun. Because if you're going to watch black and white movies, you need to watch B movies as well. Yeah, it's the whole. For me, it's the major charm of a lot of black and white films. Is I love watching the. I don't want to call them garbage, but I like watching these dumb things where stuff's mainly done for science. Yeah, the sort of films that we'd normally find in like a shop for a quid. They're always something like you pick up the DVD for a pound and think, fuck it, I'll give that a go. And usually I love them, regardless of how crap they are. It's usually the title alone that sells a film to oh, me. Yeah. The Incredible Shrinking Man. Yeah, that kind of shit. You think, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, attacking the puppet people or whatever yeah. it was. But this one is um, Dr. Bill. His uh, fiance is decapitated in the car accident, and uh, Dr. Bill was driving. But he's doctor, so he manages to save her brain, well, her entire head somehow, and he, he keeps her alive, you know, for science. As you do? And then he decides. And head? Yeah. <laughs> he likes a bit of head you know? <laughs> that's all he's getting <laughs> yeah. well he, he tries to find her a body but you know Dr Bill decides to go for a lot of exotic dancers I guess as a posh way of saying strippers mm. and I guess his wife's a bit sick and tired of that because he's gone don't worry love I've got your body but even better now you'll be sexy so he's, <laughs> she's like well fuck this I've got now you'll be sexy <laughs> yeah. yeah no woman wants to hear that no exactly so she's pissed off with him naturally and being just a head she's now got psychic powers yeah. And she can use those psychic powers to kind of get on her side the mutant freak that Dr. Bill just happens to have locked in a storeroom in his basement and, you know, sends him on a little rampage. Nice. It's it's cheesy, but it's fun. And I think, almost surprisingly for something out of 1960s, there's a bit of blood in that in there. I mean, you know, someone gets an arm ripped off. Oh, he's got an arm off! Very hokily. Yeah. I mean, he probably spends five minutes staggering around with like a bloody... I can't even call it a stump. 
just like a bloody sleeve or whatever. I imagine it still looks better than those severed limbs in that fucking shark film. Oh, it's better than that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a torn bit of blood on it, but he staggers around and he's leaving blood some years on the Doesn't wall. Doesn't turn around so you can see the arm shoved beyond his back. No, no, no. Like in Predator. Yeah, oh, that, that annoyed the <laughs> fuck out of me because that, that severed arm was a gorgeous looking prosthetic and yeah. he'd have his arm stuck in the back of his trousers or whatever. Like, yeah, why they revolved the camera around him to point no out the flaw of the special effect. Yeah, because it was a good effect. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the brain that wouldn't die. It's, just, it's cheesy, almost typical of a black and white B movie. I still like it for that though. I don't know if I've seen it or not. It, um, I've got like a, a Amazon Fire Stick, and it's got like loads of different apps from really old horror movies and stuff on there. And it, that's on there because I was like ploughing through shitty old films and not so shitty old films the other yeah. week, and I, that was on there, but I didn't watch it. I've, I've got tons of stuff again. Where I've picked them up for a quid, and I'll mention some because they're not on my list. Stuff like the Killer Shrews, mm. where it's, it's dogs with <laughs> fucking coats on to make them look, and the, with a tail to make you know a long tail make them look shrewy. Yeah, and what's the what's the one with like the invisible brains? Ah, fuck! Is it some eyes? No, it's not eyes without a face, is it? I don't know. There's so many, like the giant leeches and stuff like that. They're yeah. just they're crap, but also compared, and they're they're better sort of crap than when like uh, what's the one we just mentioned, Shark and Saw. Yeah. See, I, I, there was a lot of films that I was humming and hawing about putting on this list, and a lot of them I kind of thought are they blatantly just sci-fi movies? Can I can I get away with having yeah. them? And I kind yeah. of didn't. Well, I mean, this is to an extent, but I'm like, it's a severed head, there's a mutant, an arm gets ripped off. It's fucking horror. I'm going yeah. to go with it. But yeah, I had the same dilemma, like, is it Attack of the Saucer Men or whatever, mm. where they got the long nails and injecting alcohol into people? Yeah, it was yeah. stuff like the, the Day the Earth Stood Still and that kind of thing. I yeah. thought, mm, it's, it's the science fiction. I don't know that I can include it. Yeah, on yeah. see, Day the Earth Stood Still, yeah, it's definitely more science yeah. fiction. And Attack of the... Sort of men or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, that's probably a bit more. It's got horror elements. One thing we didn't mention though, as well, we're not putting any of the classic Universal monsters on this list. Ah, that's true, we, yeah, yeah. So, so that's a little caveat because that would have just filled the list. I yeah, think. it would have been far too obvious, and we'd have probably all had the same films in the same places. And Bride of Frankenstein. And so, yeah, while those films are brilliant and we love them, we were like, nah, yeah. let's make it a little bit more challenging. But speaking of that, <laughs> I, have oh, cheat- okay. I have cheated a little bit for my next entry. <laughs> Did I just give you a segue there? Yeah, it's kind of... professional. It's kind of... I kind of cheated by including a film that includes some of the Universal monsters. Okay. And it's a comedy horror. It's oh, not I'm, an outright horror. I know where you're going with it. And it's 1948's Abbott and Costello <laughs> meet Frankenstein. Uh, directed by Charles Barton. Barton and I can't speak today. I love fucking <laughs> And Walter Lance. I think that's what that says. I can't even read my writing. <laughs> Go with it. Obviously, starring Bud Abbott, Lou Costello, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Mm. in this case is Larry Talbot, i.e. the Wolfman. Wolfman's got nards! Bella Lugosi is Dracula, and Glenn Strange is the monster. Because obviously, Boris Karloff was too busy that day. Yeah. I was going to say, but they did, yeah, they did get the actors that played them in the films mostly to play the same, because they met the mummy, didn't they? And it was. And uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I think they met. Every universal character they've. Met. Yeah, the plot is basically the world of freight handlers Wilbur and Chuck is turned upside down when the remains of Frankenstein's monster and Dracula arrive from Europe to be used in a house of horrors. Larry Talbot arrives to help the dim-witted duo in stopping the evil twosome from acquiring a new brain for the monster, but the rise of the full moon turns Talbot into the Wolfman and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> in a very funny way. Yeah, I haven't seen those films in ages and I remember watching them with like my dad, I think, back in the day when it was on the telly and just... Yeah, loving them. Because I loved all the Universal Monster stuff. I, even as a kid, I loved all the black and white stuff. And they were just yeah. perfect to make them. Like, oh, you can do horror and comedy. 
which might have been my first yeah, introduction to, to comedy horror, I think. In a way. I used to lap that shit up as a kid too. Mm. I mean, that's why I sort of, to this day, I love the monsters and things like that because I love nothing more than just to sit and watch sort of like black and white monster movies and spoofs of black and white monster movies and yeah, the monsters is all you could is is a spoof of that kind of thing as well. Yeah, and this just ticks all the boxes yeah. for me. I mean, I quite like a lot of the old sort of black and white comedy duos like Abbott and Costello. I'm a massive fan of uh, Lowell and Hardy. Hardy yeah. yeah, I love all that old stuff. Yeah. So this is just like, you know, you, you sort of like factor in the universal monsters and that's fucking gold for me. Digressing slightly, I still haven't seen that, the film about Lauren Hardy that came out a few years back. Well, it's good. Yeah. I went to the cinema to watch it. I forgot all about it until you just reminded me. And I'm like, oh shit, I still haven't seen that and yeah. I wanted to. Cause... I dragged my wife to see it. I was like, you're coming <laughs> to see this film about Lauren Hardy. It's actually really good. Um, Steve Coogan's fucking brilliant. Oh, okay. As Stan Lowell. Stan, yeah. And oh. uh, what's his name? Is it John C. Riley as yes. Oliver Hardy? Yeah. He's good. Yeah, it's I good. need to see it because there's a fan of them as well. Mm. No, it's okay. definitely worth a watch. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. This is this is basically doing seventy years ago. No, yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah, about seventy years ago. What films like Shaun of the Dead did more recently? It's just taking a genre of film uh, that people like and spoofing it, and like, but in in quite a clever way, a way that fits. It doesn't feel crowbarred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I, like I said earlier, I think this is this got to be my first introduction to comedy and horror. Yeah. Is with yeah, Blood Adder and Lucas Stelly. Yeah, yeah, they did go on to meet other monsters like the Mummy and Doctor <laughs> yeah. Jekyll, and they're great too. But this is the best one. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember enough of them. I need to. It's one of those. Another thing where I need to like. I'm going to track them all down and sit and watch them all again. Mm. Maybe introduce my kids to them as well. Yeah. Whether they like it or not. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your number uh, eight. My number eight is back to 1932, and it's Freaks by Todd Browning. Freaks. I mean, I don't know. There's. There's not a lot to say about it in a way because it is such a good fucking movie. But for those that aren't aware of it, I'll give you a quick rundown of the plot, which is basically a trapeze artist falls in love with a midget who works in a sideshow. Doesn't he have like a, a girlfriend or something? There is a midget. Yeah. Is his... he, no, he's got, I think he's married. I think he's got yeah. a wife. Um... But, but in real life, you'll, you'll notice in the movie they're kind of there's not much kind of love thing because they're brothers. Yeah, I read that. They were brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. They had to really tone down the yeah. romance between yeah, them because yeah, it was just like, a big no, fucking weird. Fucking yeah, the freaks are not perverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something like that. It was like an inoffensive way of saying it, but well done because you beat me to it. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Where was it? Anyway, so this trapeze artist, she's. She's only in it for the money, apparently. This, this midget has quite a lot of money. And the sideshow freaks find out about this because she gets drunk and starts insulting him and insults him. She's also knocking off the, the, the oh, strongman. Strong yeah. yeah, it's sort of a plot between the two of them to, so, to get some money out of this this little midget. Yeah. Did you say little midget fellow? Is that derogatory? I think midget is allowed, isn't it? I don't Little know. midget makes him really fucking tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Particularly small midget. <laughs> but yeah, and. Um, She's in it for the money. She tells them they're all disgusting. She don't want to have anything to do with them kind of thing. And they fuck her up. Anyways, mm. I'm not going to explain for those that haven't seen it. But the, the thing is, I've, the, the, the fucking up scene, they kind of, they do it in the same way that they did the ear cutting scene in Reservoir Dogs, where it's kind of, you don't see yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on and that makes it worse. It's implied, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is... Which, which the imp- it gives it more of an impact, yeah. I think. Sometimes just leaving, leaving things to your imagination is worse. Because you see... Trying. A hint of stuff and then the end result and you're like oh fuck there was a different end result filmed apparently that was it. Hercules is it the strong man the strong man yeah. apparently he ends up singing soprano in one of the circus performers new shows right because they castrated him so I can guess where this is going yeah oh, they, right. but that didn't go down well with test audiences apparently and they <laughs> changed it but they didn't like the idea of this bloke being castrated and singing soprano oh, okay. well the yeah. film had a lot of 
controversy anyway because it used genuine sideshow freaks, didn't it? Yeah. yeah that guy was was he like half a man or something? Yeah. But yeah, there was somebody who was just called the torso, and then there was a half man, half woman, and yeah. all, all sorts of like what were in those days, you know, sideshow freaks, and it ended up getting banned for in numerous countries for you know what 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um... But it's not. It's not exploitative. I mean. It's not an exploit. It's not an exploitation film. It sort of gives you that little glimpse into their world mm. to a certain extent. I know it's then obviously expanded on for the nature of the movie, but on the plus side, you don't have fucking Hugh Jackman singing in it. No, that's true. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that is a small mercy. Yeah. So it's the best movie about sideshow freaks. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah. It's, it's very of its time and very iconic. As That's well, a good though, choice. Yes. I, for some reason, I thought that'd appear like further along your list. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. Well, you, I'll get to why because it's it's just I, I found this list really difficult to do because I had so many films that I liked, which is why I kind of done it as a suggestion of recommendations rather than mm. my top ten favorite because I couldn't fucking pick. These are my top ten favourite, I oh, think. Okay. Okay. As I wrote them, they're my top ten favourite. But these the thing is, of, they can change on a, yeah. on a regular basis. But these are kind of my top ten favourite, but also in a way that I would... If I was just doing purely a top ten, it would be slightly different. I want to add a bit of variety into it as I recommendations to people. Like, you might not have seen black and white movies, or you might not have seen any, or you've only seen a few. So try these and see how you get on. Mm. Yeah. Or I might have fucked it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, number seven for me then. Okay. Is from 1959 and it's a William Castle film and it's House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the remake. <laughs> what the one with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Pirates Jeff- of the Caribbean. Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, and yeah. Famke Janssen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah, that film is shit. No, this is the original, um, starring <laughs> Vincent Price. The plot being a millionaire offers ten thousand dollars to five people who agree to be locked in a large spooky house uh, overnight with him and his wife for a haunted house party, and uh, it kind of doesn't go well. No, I think for William Castle films, though, the best way to have seen them would have been. There's another fucking plane. Oh, I know. Other nukers will fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd rather they didn't do the first one. Just I could do it with Top Matanov. Man, I'm just, I don't know, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm just like, I'm not in the mood from running uh, through the house I'm, burning. I'm, in, I'm at a nice, comfortable temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel the need to be flambéed. No, fuck that. I forgot what I was saying. Now, you've, you've completely thrown me talking about aeroplanes. <laughs> wasn't Jeff Combs in the remake as well? Oh, he was, yeah, Dr. Vanneker or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot about the whole, yeah, insane asylum stuff in that. Yeah, I know what I was saying about uh, winning castle films. The best way to appreciate them was obviously in the cinema because it was in, in House on Haunted Hill. They had like a skeleton on, on you know, wires, yeah, on wires that shot over or something. Yeah, and when he'd done the tingler, they had the seats rigged up to like give people electric shocks and things like that. Yeah, which must have been it was a very immersive experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's, it's a good. I hope this was one of them films I sort of hummed and hard about putting on my list yeah. because it's a good, fun film. I didn't know where to place it, and yeah, yeah. Even now, I'm not entirely sure I placed it in the right position on my list, but I'm just fucking sticking with it because I think uh, Vincent Price makes this film. Yes. Oh yeah. But I don't think it would have been as good. Uh, well, it wasn't when they remade it, but it would have been as good as anybody else in the. In the um, and it does have a nifty little twist at the end, which I'm not going to fucking no. spoil in case anybody hasn't seen it. But I think even though. I mean, the effects now, like the, was it the skeleton or whatever, aren't great no. by our standards, but in the day, they were fucking It was excellent. made in the 50s. Really, yeah, they were really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, this was in my 
possibilities. Yeah. And it, it didn't make the cut just because of it had other things that kind of pushed it. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. There were many Vincent Price films that I liked, but <laughs> yeah. this was the black yeah. and white one that sprung yeah. to mind. The other one I liked was, um, is it Last Man on Earth? That was oh, black and white, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. That's the one that then became eventually I Am Legend, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Based on the, the Richard thingy book <laughs> by Richard thingy. Richard thingy I can't remember his name either so don't I'll go with the name Master Masterson I don't know I can't it's remember the names I've never read it actually alright let's just skip to your number 7 and pretend I never said it you can edit that out don't worry <laughs> number 7 we're going to Brazil 1964 for At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul you gotta pay the troll toll if you wanna get into that boy's hole you gotta pay the troll toll to get in you want the baby boy's hole, you gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Uh, written and directed, I believe, by and starring Jose Mojica Marins? Jose Mojica. Or Mojica. They don't really. It's the Mojica. Yeah, they don't really do. I don't know. I'm going to say it's Jose Mojica Marins. Um, over here, I'm not going to pronounce his character's name, but. Oh, fuck it, I am. It's something like Z de Caxio or something. Like, but over here, it became. He became known as Coffin Joe. Right. He's uh, basically he's a. Oh, hang on. I'm a moment. Sorry. <laughs> you can edit that. He's bit having out. a senior moment. <laughs> yeah. He's a grave digger, and in the in the movie, he's always in this cloak and a top hat, and he's obsessed with wanting a son. But his wife can't bear him children, so um, well, she has an accident involving a spider or some spiders. I can't remember how many are involved, but and he's free to start pursuing other ladies, Ooh. trying to bear him a son, which involves you know death <laughs> usually I mean the thing the film is had pretty much no budget I'm pretty sure from what I read he put his did he have a car he probably had, I think so yeah yeah. He, had, he put his car and his house he sold them to finance the film I think 98% of the film is all on a set there's like a couple of external shots if I remember rightly but most of the film is is on a set right most of the the other characters I think were just well the extras or whatever they, they're not the greatest of actors most of it is Jose Marin's his performance he's just got this strange sort of creepy unusual look to him that works well with his top hat and his cape and everything they've done a couple of other sequels and one of them was only was done about 10-15 years ago and it's in colour and for me it, it was fun but it didn't quite work it lost that you like yeah. he looks a bit silly now there's a bloke running around in a cape and a top hat going ah I'm evil you like, well, yeah, black right. and white does mask a lot of like yeah. production failures if you like when it comes to having no real budget yeah. you know you you can you can hide a lot of stuff well, in black and white because this is mostly on a set. It almost gives it like a like a play that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, but it's it's definitely worth watching. I, I've I've seen a few of his films. I haven't seen them all. I saw the sequel to this, and then the other one, and a few other. He's used this character again in. I think he's done some anthologies, and his characters cropped up in them as well. Right. It's just a really good film. It's so it's unique, and I think it was Brazil's first horror film, or it's billed as Brazil's first horror film. Right. So it makes it interesting for that. The fact that it was all done on a set. And there's some odd, because I think the original lead actor quit, which meant the director then took on that role. And there's odd things about him getting anger on set and waving guns at people to get them to do what he wanted. And he's claimed, no, 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 it was a fake gun. Who the fuck knows? Didn't it? Herzog used to do that sort of shit. Apparently, yeah. Wave guns at people. Supposedly, yeah. But this guy said, no, it was a prop gun. Mm. (laughs) Well, you know. Yeah, but they didn't know that. The effect is still the same, isn't it? (laughs) But it's, it's... yeah, such a cool, unique... I, I like his character. I just wish I'd picked up... There was a box set of it come out on DVD, and I'm sure I saw it hit like £10.99, and I never fucking picked it up. Mm. Someone had lent me it, and I'd watched them, and I was like, 
I'll, I'll get it later. And now I think it's out of print. I've never even so, heard of it, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, really good film. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a look for that. Right, that's your number six. Six. Well, this is a film that I'm convinced is going to appear on your list as well. Okay. Uh, from 1922, and it's Nosferatu. Okay, yeah. Directed by F.W. Manau. Manau. <laughs> I can't do these names. Manau. Manau, thank you. <laughs> and starring uh, Max Schreck as Count Graf Orloff. Mm. In many ways, it's the first horror film. The first proper horror film. Yeah. You know, the first scary horror film. Yeah. It's Dracula. Yeah, but yeah. without the rights to Dracula. Yeah, without so having to pay yeah. for it to be Dracula. Yeah. Although we'll, we'll change the names, keep the story pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's Dracula. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing about an estate agent going over to like Transylvania yeah. to sell some London property. The count comes back on the boat, and now this time it's Germany, isn't it? Germany. I think he's in Germany, not London. That's the difference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, his property's opposite the woman who looks like his his lost love. Or yeah, something. yeah. It's creepy as fuck for its age. Oh yeah. You know, it's use of like shadows and cobwebs and, and gothic imagery to, to give it a creepy feeling. Yeah, I was just going to say, still holds up today. The use of shadow. I, mm. I reckon the um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, the newer one, the whole bit with the shadows and that, that must have been inspired by. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, than, I've, I've, I've got that in my notes that, you know, uh, okay. it, it would have. It would have inspired that for sure. The creeping sort of like hands extended kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. shadow thing heading towards him. Even if people haven't seen the movie, they must have just seen that shot with him. Was he walking up the stairs and there's that yeah. sort of elongated shadow? There's also the really famous shot where he sort of like comes oh, bolt upright from yeah. the. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing an impression. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a visual medium. I don't know why I'm, I'm <laughs> we, doing impressions. Do physical impressions of <laughs> Count Orlov rising from the grave. Yeah, it's visually to this day, a uh, hundred years later. It is exactly a hundred years oh, it old. Is, yes, yeah. a, beautiful well-made movie yeah. really sort of like creepy and, and to me I, I I think it's the first scary horror film the first film where you can imagine audiences sitting there and thinking fuck yeah 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 definitely I can't think what would have been because there were horror films before this but not yeah that would have had this impact no no definitely. probably not that have had this longevity to them either yeah and such a cultural impact I think yeah. it would have it, it still inspires because you mentioned Bram Stoker's Dracula which is what 30 years old yeah. or something now but oh, the, is it, was he called The Master out of Salem's Lot yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh fuck what's his name Kurt something Kurt Russell Kurt, no, <laughs> I can't Kurt remember Russell. his name <laughs> but yeah that was that was the exact look on it, like the rap teeth rather than the fangs <laughs> when he rides out of his grave and got call me snake <laughs> That's not his only role. <laughs> Fucking McCready, man, Jesus. Did you see, uh, completely putting you off, that John yeah. Carpenter's toying with the idea of doing a thing too. Oh, I didn't. Mm. Well, did you, you got that, did you listen to that audio book? I sent you that link, someone's put it on Amazon. I haven't had a chance yet, I've, I've looked at the link, but... Um, I've heard some, I'll, put it, I'll tend to put it on when I go to bed, and I'll keep falling asleep and missing what happens, but it's called The Things. As far as I know, the book is out of print, the audio book's out of print, someone's stuck it on YouTube, and it's the story of The Thing, but from The Thing's point of view. So it starts off going like, I am Blair. I am Groot. I am this one. And he says, I am Childs as well. So in his this story, Childs was taken over by the thing. Oh, okay. But it's done really interesting because you're kind of like, well, he's not really malevolent mm. as such. He thinks it, or the creep, the, it, he, it thinks it's doing, you know, the right thing. And it's completely baffled by us because it's used to life forms where their brain as such is throughout the whole body. And with us, it's like... What are these things? They've got these strange cancerous lumps in their head that controls them, and yet I can I can sit back and they can still steer themselves and do stuff without me having to do anything. Oh, right, cool. It's quite an in, interesting little take on it, but I haven't finished listening to it. I always took from the film 
anyway that it wasn't particularly malevolent it was just trying to survive yeah I think it's just like the horrificness of how it looks as it's all yeah. it woke up in a hostile environment surrounded by understandably hostile people yeah well I think that's where it goes in the book it wake up in a Norwegian camp it's tried to I think it's called cool to have communion with the, the others around it and he's like and they attacked me and it's like don't understand why you've been attacked kind of thing so, mm. but that's digressing a lot from your number seven there is but, <laughs> the um, from Lost oh I made my Kurt Russell comment. Yeah, Kurt Russell <laughs> was not the vampire in Salem's Lot. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's never played a vampire, is he? I don't think so. No. Okay. And yeah, he's played Father Christmas. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And Elvis. I've only seen one of those films and I uh, refuse to watch the I only saw the first one. Elvis was alright. I haven't seen that for a long time. I quite liked it. He was good as Elvis. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, Nosferatu is my pick. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. it's brilliant. There's not a To lot this of... day, 100 years later, it's brilliant. Yeah, I forgot it was, yeah, 100 years, Jesus, yeah. and it still stands up. Yeah. Cool. Your turn. My number six, I'm going for the weird and wonderful world of Japan, 1989, Shinya Tsukamoto's uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. I love that movie. I do, but it's, <laughs> I don't know what you'd have as a comparison. A razor head is kind of the closest thing for the bizarreness. Yeah. The oddity of, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if anything is like it, it's certainly not. Think. I'm thinking of David Cronenberg's film Existence. They have like teeth guns and stuff. Yeah, no, I think this but is this is this, this is, is more so bonkers. Bizarre, and you're watching it going. I'm not always entirely sure what the fuck's going on. I mean, basically, the film's about a, a guy's a metal fetishist, and I don't mean like you know he listens to a lot of Judas Priest or whatever. Well, touching himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, this is. I mean, there's a note the opening scene that he cuts an incision into his thigh and jams a piece of metal into it, and he's in a. I think he's in a junkyard or something like that, mm. and it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That effect. The black and white just sells it completely because you sit and watching it going, oh shit, this looks real. This is really fucking good. But he, I think he's suffering pain from his injury. He has a bit of a conniption fit. Runs out into the road, gets knocked down by a businessman with his girlfriend in the car. I can't remember. He gets knocked over by a businessman anyway. And then this chap who knocks him over starts to undergo a strange transformation where he becomes flesh and metal. Yeah. And it's just, it's like this weird, relentless, visual and audio kind of assault in a way because the, the music is really like proper like in what I'd call industrial all the instruments sound like they're pieces of metal being bashed together and they're, yeah. they're sort of I don't know there's, there's a harmony but also a whole well, opposite of harmony disharmonic <laughs> disharmony <laughs> yeah I don't know we're going with that <laughs> yeah no I, 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 I haven't seen that in years I used to, like in the early part of the 90s collect a lot of old manga videos mm. and I think it was I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like the first live action manga release or something yeah it might have been because there was a sequel as well, a Body Hammer, yeah, I which I still them, liked. I got them on a double pack, I think. I can't remember if it was that one or Body Hammer, where someone's holding his daughter hostage and he transforms into like a cannon. Uh, I think that's Body Hammer. But accidentally blows his kid in half There's or something. There's a third one as well, isn't there? I don't know. Which I've not seen. I don't think it was that long ago it came out, but in the last five, ten years maybe. Mm. I need to sit and watch more. But yeah, Tetsuo the Iron Man is just, it's, yeah, it's, it's so odd, but also so compelling in that way that I think Eraserhead is you kind of watch it and go I, I think I enjoyed it but I don't get what the fuck was going on I will watch it again but not just yet mm. this is like you're sat in a car that's being put in a car crusher but you're not sure if the experience is pleasure or pain <laughs> and every time the car crusher releases you've got bits of metal that have now fused to you and then you go back in again and you crush together more metal is fused to you and eventually your penis turns into a drill you know sounds <laughs> right to me <laughs> yeah. it's a very unique film I think definitely for it there's nothing like it at the time no I don't think. No. Like you said, Cronenberg probably came 
and Dave Lynch probably came closer to the They tend to a penny stuff. now with Japanese films like um, Tokyo Gore Police and um, yeah, is um, Machine Girl. Meatball Machine. And all yeah. That. Uh, you know, Which I love all them. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, do, they do a lot more of that nowadays. Yeah. Whereas this was like, I think the first one for those like, I don't know if I'd call it extreme Japanese cinema, but it was... It was definitely fucking yeah, weird. It was, a, it was a unique visual and audio experience. Japanese do weird, but beautifully, though. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the game shows are weird. The porn's weird. Tentical <laughs> porn. Tentical porno. What is that? Oh, my God. You don't know tentacle porn? Are you a Japanese? Yes, I am a Japanese, but... What is it? Don't go into that. We're not going to talk about Japanese porn because then we're going to admit what we have or haven't seen. I've been told that it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been told it's weird as well. And if you find any, I'm holding it for a mate. <laughs> <laughs> Although, who the fucking hell has physical porn anymore? I don't know. You know, gone are the days where you get really lucky and find a wank mac in the head. <laughs> in the hedgerow. Right? I don't know if that was a thing anywhere else, but there's definitely a thing in the UK where you're like, just found porn under a bush. Yeah, this is the best day ever. And then a couple of pages are stuck together. Yeah, yeah, we'll just avoid them. Yeah. And not talk about them. <laughs> yeah, that was always a thing. Obviously, yeah, my team's just finding pornography yeah. in a fucking hedge. I don't know who goes for a fucking wank in the field somewhere. <laughs> and then forgets their porn. Yeah, and then like, well, I've done, I don't need that now. I even remember going to the park, or driving past the park, and I got out of the car and lit a cigarette. That's all I remember. And there was a, a pornographic videotape on the floor. Someone had actually... <laughs> discarded their videotape I thought this is the next step in, in the evolution of porn is it they've gone from leaving wank mags to, to yeah, porn oh, grab oh yeah could have been yeah. so if we look now we probably find like a USB or something yeah oh cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder kids don't plug in unknown USBs to your devices yeah that don't end well uh, is it my go It's your number five, I believe. Well, we don't really need to say too much about my number five because we already talked about it. It's oh, Freaks. Oh, okay. Which Excellent. we both agree is is awesome. Mm-hmm. I obviously find it a couple of steps more awesome than you do. <laughs> but no, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we spoke about that. It's 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 a movie we obviously both really love. It's great. Yeah. 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 So we've kind of... Yeah, there's no point, yeah, no point saying any more about it. It's a great movie. And it's your number five then. My number five, I had to put it slap bang in the middle. If anyone's heard me talking about this movie, but uh, what? No, that doesn't even make sense. If anyone's heard me talking about black and white movies before, you probably knew this was coming. It's from 2001, and it's The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra. Yes, you have brought it up. Larry Blamire, or Blamire, I don't know. I just, I fucking love this film. It is, it takes everything that you want out of a bad, well, or a, a black and white B movie, and it throws them all in the mix. It does what Grindhouse did in a way. But way before that did it, it has like the, the continuity areas where someone will have a jacket on in one scene and they don't have it on the other. And it's just the dialogue is funny as fuck. Everything is, hmm, this could be a big breakthrough for science within the scientific community. And everything is for science. <laughs> Does he really need to point out in the scientific community? I think so. Because Doesn't science just his, mention his science? His wife's with him. And I think her only probably character trait is she is a woman. <laughs> That's probably it. Because it was, it's done as a whole pastiche of those. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's more of a homage than a Mickey take. I fucking love it. It's so. I don't think I've seen it's it. It's so on point. I have it on DVD and the sequel, The Lost Skeleton Returns. It might be Lost Skeleton Returns again. I can't remember, but I've, so the I've Lost got it. Skeleton t- Returns again. Possibly, yeah. It doesn't remain lost for very long, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think if you like black and white B movies, this is just a sheer fucking joy. It's intentionally goofy. 
and I always have a blast when I watch it. I mean, your, your character's like, you've got a scientist, his wife, two aliens who are looking for their missing Newton, an evil scientist, a Catwoman, Ranger Brad, and of, Ranger course, Brad. And of course, the lost skeleton, who's just kind of like a curmudgeonly grumpy fucker. <laughs> and they're all after this same material. Uh, it's not... Oh, atmospherium, which is still better than fucking onobtanium. Yes. Yeah. It's this material that they all want for some reason. I think it powers the alien spacecraft. The scientist is looking for it because, well, he's a fucking scientist. Science is going to happen when you got meteorites. And the lost skeleton wants it for nefarious reasons. It's everything is thrown into it, and yet it fucking works. I love it. Can we just address that fucking unobtainium? <laughs> I mean, Avatar's not a lazy film. I know. The, the, everything that went into making that film looked like it was well planned out and took a while to perfect. And they couldn't do better than fucking unobtainium. I know, I know. It is. Where is it, Ium? <laughs> it's, the... it's been lost, Ium. It's, it's as bad as when they did, um, was it in Riddick? And they said that the reason Riddick is so angry all the time is from a race called the Furion. The yeah, like, the slightly uh, crossian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next to the planet Napium, where they just fucking sleep all day. That film's fucking horrible. It's hard to believe that the director of a good film could make such a shit sequel because Pitch Black was fucking Pitch brilliant. Pitch Black was good. Yeah, I, I like Pitch Black. But the other two, Riddick, films, and then I didn't give a shit. Were garbage. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't see the third. I saw Riddick, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I watched the third based on I'd read something that said it was better. It was. It was. But that's not hard. <laughs> it's like saying <laughs> testicular cancer is better than lung cancer. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Now you got me thinking. I don't know which one I'd rather not have. I know which one you can live without. That's true. Yeah. I can live without any balls. And you could live quite peacefully having to put no real effort into life anymore because you could just <laughs> sit around doing what you want to do without the, the need to We do that copulate. Anyway. I, I sit around doing what I want to do anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they know they're shit. And that unobtainium thing is just embarrassing. Yeah. So this is atmospherium, atmosphere, which at least sounds better to me. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an intentionally dumb name, but it still sounds better than the one that you're supposed to fucking believe is a serious fucking unobtainium. Why not let's call it made upium? Shinium! <laughs> but yeah, Lost Skeleton and the Cadaver from 2001. I fucking love the movie. I will have to bring it a DVD. Yes, I'll give it a so watch. watch it. I mean, there's loads of little clips from it on YouTube and things, but they don't do it justice. And it's done so, especially the. I think it's Animala, is the cat lady. The way they've done her look, she looks exactly like she has stepped out of the 1950s or something. Oh, right. they've, they've done a really good Even uh, Larry, who plays the, the lead scientist, who's. Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But they've, this everything, the mannerisms and the look of them, are spot on. It's that thing where everyone's taking it serious, but they've made sure the dialogue is silly. I think there's a bit where um, the, the, the main scientist guy, his wife is... One of them's talking to Ranger Brad about... <laughs> Ranger, <laughs> I know, Ranger, Ranger Brad, Brad? About... Um, baskets? <laughs> mutilations in the area, and he's just having a serious talk about... Yes, that is quite bad. We don't allow mutilations around here and that sort of thing. And As opposed to the one town over. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mutilate it's as much as you like. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you like black and white B-movies, then you need to watch this film. So I'll give it a watch. That's why I'll put it in the middle. Because I think that's where it needs to go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my number four then, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's from 1977, directed by David Lynch, and it's a Razorhead. Oh, shit, okay. Well, um, I just mentioned that. What a fucking weird movie. <laughs> I've watched yeah. it. I, I mean, I remember the first time I watched it when I was a teenager. And I loved it, but wasn't entirely sure I got it. Right. And I've watched it numerous times since, and that opinion has never changed. I think if I had to think yeah, yeah, yeah. what it was about, I would think it was about depression. Maybe. 
Because yeah, I don't... That, that, that's the way the film makes me feel. <laughs> 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 Which is weird to include so highly on a list a film that makes you feel kind of depressed. Yeah. It no, makes I'm... me feel really uneasy and depressed. For me, it's one of those... I didn't put it on my list and it's... Uh, do you know what? I actually forgot about it, even though I mentioned it earlier. Mm. And yet, it's, it's one of those where I can't decide if I really like it or if it's crap. I don't think it's crap. I think it's great. There's but, some clever... Like that whole... Is it beginning's really just silent until his foot goes in the puddle or something? Yeah. And that's the first sound. And... Basically, if anyone hasn't seen it, the plot is that yeah, Henry's... I've got to explain the plot to this one. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm going to do it as easily as I can. <laughs> Henry Spencer is a hapless factory worker on his vacation when he finds out he's the father of a hideously deformed baby. Now living with his miserable girlfriend, the, cl- uh, the child cries night and day, driving Henry and his girlfriend to near insanity. But there's... It's the best you can sum that film up. Tiny chickens? Should I just, uh... Just cut them up like regular chickens? Sure, just cut them up like regular chickens. There's tiny chickens... A cheeked woman in the radiator? Who lives in the radiator and sings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chickens that have been cooked, but when you cut them, they still bleed out. It's, yeah, yeah. And the baby is just... Fucking it's like a little movie. dinosaur embryo yeah. thing. It's, it's it's a weird movie. It's really hard. It's the kind of film where you would recommend it. I think it was David Lynch's first film. Yeah, before he did like The Elephant Man and things yeah. like that. It it's the kind of film you would recommend to somebody and they'd come back to you and think, what the yeah. fucking hell are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's mental. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Because it isn't... It, oh, it's fucking weird. It is an experience, but I still... It's not something that you're going to go, ah, what shall I watch? Fuck it, I'm going to watch Eraserhead. No. It, but I do. I do that on occasion. I think what we're going to watch, I'm going to rewatch Eraserhead. And then I, I sit there and I get to the end and I'm like, why do I like that film? Yeah, I do? Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I, I do. I like it, but I'm still sitting there going, I like it, but is it crap? And I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't really, I've come away with no understanding. I don't think it's crap. I don't. I'm not going to sit and pretend I fully get it. But I think that's part of it. I don't mm. get what it means. I don't care that I don't get what it means. It is its own weird, bizarre. It's well acted. Jack Nance is fucking brilliant mm. in it. Um, I, I honestly, I honestly, if I any take away anything from it, and then I was asked what it was actually about, I'd say, well, I think it's about spiraling like deep depression. It, the whole thing is like a nightmare. The film is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. If you woke up from that nightmare that is that film, you'd just be thinking, what the fuck was yeah. I eating? What kind of cheese was <laughs> I stuffing in my mouth? Well, I dreamed that my head fell off and got. Turned into pencils. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. I stand by its place on my list. Yeah, I oh, really yeah, like yeah. it, but I don't know why. See, I'd, I'd forgotten all about it whilst doing this list. It's not even David Lynch's best film. No. Um, by a long shot. But, it's... but it does kind of, it does sort of like sow the seed of what his work's going to be about. I mean, he sort of followed that with... I mean, uh, this is probably his most fucking what the fuck's going on movie, I think. Though. Yeah. Yeah, probably followed closely by his work on Twin Peaks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I, again, I like Twin Peaks, yeah. but I don't know that I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm that deep. Look, there's a giant and a little guy and a woman who talks to a log. I don't and get a cross dressing FBI agent. And Bob's in the mirror. What's yeah. the matter with you? <laughs> but even, yeah, stuff like Mulholland Drive and stuff like that. Uh, Lost Highways and that kind of thing. All these films are a bit odd. But you didn't like his version of Dune? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I really didn't. Do you know what? That's a guilty pleasure of mine. Is it? Yeah, I think I don't that's mind long it. and boring. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, could, I still liked it in a weird way. <laughs> he nearly did Return of the Jedi. That would have been a fucking... Bizarre film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
because an Ewok unzip itself and a fucking midget steps out. He's like, yeah, I'm changing you. I don't want it to be this fucking dinosaur baby thing. Mm. Just yeah, and he's just going to sit there and go. Ah! Yeah, why is Jabba the Hutt wearing fucking ladies' lingerie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bizarre. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it's a bizarre film. I don't know why I like it as much as I do. Mm. I kind of get why people wouldn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like it. Yeah, I've forgotten about this. I think I like it because it's so off fucking kilter. It's so bizarre, but still well done. I still think for me, like I said, it's not something I'll go, I'm going to throw on a razor head. I think if I'm going to watch it, I'll be like, I might watch that this week. I'm going to have to prepare myself. I'll put the DVD out ready, and maybe in a couple of days I'll be in that mood where I'm going to go, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, do some breathing exercises. And then I'll do, and I'm thinking... Why did I watch it? It's, I don't get what the fuck's going on. I'll put it away for another five years and then it'll come out again. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I do. I, I don't watch it often. Mm. You know, usually when I have favourite films, they get played probably once a year yeah, for yeah. certain occasions. You know, I always make, I always find the any excuse I can to watch a film I love. For example, one of my favourite films is Aliens. Game over, Since they introduced Game Aliens over. Day, it gets watched annually. Isn't it Aliens Day? Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, 26th of April. Oh, okay. This is the um, 426, the LV 426. Oh, it's Alien okay, Day. Yeah, yeah. So every day on that day, we uh, watch Aliens because oh, it's one of my favourite films. Now, yeah, so I always find yeah, a, yeah. an excuse to watch films that are my favourite. And while I put this highly on my list, I think it, I, I did like a, a, a top 100 favourite films list once. Oh, I just did yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. bored and put it on Facebook, and the Razor Head was in it. Mm. But this isn't one of those films that I would find an excuse to put on. No. I don't think I've ever subjected Marie to it and I wouldn't waste my fucking time. Yeah, same here. I don't think I've... Because she wouldn't like I've it. never subjected Amy to it, I don't think. I've watched it and we've been like, it's not your thing. No. <laughs> don't worry about it. I think yeah. I'd just get weird looks all yeah. through the film and she'd probably have a lower opinion of me by the time it had finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she'd have a lower opinion of me. No, I don't know. That's doable. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, I like it. But I, don't, I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> no, I'll go with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't add anything to it. It's weird as fuck. I kind of like it, but I kind of don't at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a film where I don't entirely know what my feelings are about it. Yeah, I don't understand it, but I will still watch it. I just wish very I, occasionally. I wish I fully got it, and then I could probably explain to you better why I like it. Yeah, but then I, I don't think you need to fully get it. And I think if someone is fully explaining it to you, it's not. Because it's it's not the director's meaning probably it's just their own yeah which is fine you can you know all that stuff's um, there's a, the most recent film I can think of that had the same kind of impact that I really liked but I had to really think about what it meant was probably Mother oh okay do you know I still haven't watched that I oh, really yeah, the, really liked it the not, Jennifer Lawrence film yeah not the the Korean film obviously no. was, I don't know I'm pointing over there <laughs> his career over Korea's there Korea's just over there past your kitchen but, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, Mother's a bit like that. When I, I, I remember I really liked it, mm. and a lot of people had, had mixed opinions on it, but I had to really think about what it meant. I even had to like research oh, okay, fully what it what it meant yeah. or what it was supposed to mean, but I still really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, I still, it's been on my watch list for ages. I need to fucking get moving and get on with that. There's too many stuff. There's too many stuff. There's too many stuff. There's too many broken too hearts in the world. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's too many. Oh, fuck, I can't even say it at all now. There's too many movies that I need to catch up on. I just haven't had the time. Just... No, no. Yeah, you should give that a watch. I'd, yeah. I'd be interested to see what you thought. But yeah, that's it. A Razorhead, number yeah. four. Okay. And I don't know why. So <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was putting it in, it might have been number five just because it's like, I don't know where to put it. Fuck it, slam it in the middle. Yeah, but... middle for diddle. Yeah. <laughs> Is that saying? <laughs> it is now. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> I was just going to say the Hashtag same. Hashtag middle for diddle. <laughs> 
<laughs> Real horror show hashtag middle for dinner. I want 99p every time someone says it. <laughs> should, I, should I get on to my number four? Yeah, why the fuck not? This is going to be a brief one because you've already mentioned it. It's an Osferati. Choice. I don't think there's anything else to add to it. I would have been extremely it's, weirded out if you hadn't have added it. It has to be on the top ten. Yeah. Even though I'm doing not necessarily my favourites, I'm doing ones that I would recommend to people to go and try. Why would you not fucking suggest this to people to go and try? Yeah. It is one of the most iconic... It's cinematic history. Yeah. If you like is. horror films, you've got to pay your dues and watch some of the fucking... Yeah. The, not... The granddaddies. Nothing against people who haven't seen it who are horror fans, but you, you owe it to yourself to just give it a shot and just see what's what, because, like you said, it was one of the first horror movies. Yeah. Yes, it's a silent movie. The first night your bag puts your music on in the background and then just watch it that way. Yeah, you know, but, but then I don't think you're experiencing it the way you should be. No, but, you know, I know that some people are going to struggle with it, but, I mean, look how many people struggle with subtitles. This is reading the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, I'll wait for the remake. Yeah, no, don't do that. Nice. Well done. Well, what, was the, um, what was that? Was it Shadow of the Vampire? That was the story about the making of it, but it didn't. It was fictional because wasn't he... This was done... It, it was like, yeah, saying that Max Shrek was actually a vampire. He was a vampire. Which yeah. was a bit of a weird rumour. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I like how they done... Yeah. I forgot he was in it now. Didn't people actually think that he was a fucking vampire? I think so, because he just... Yeah. How, that shows how well he portrayed... The character in the movie. They also remade Nosferatu. When did Bill Nye who was in it in the re- uh, Shadow of the Vampire? No, was it William Dafoe was in it? I can't. Know. For some reason, I got Bill Nye in my head. Maybe not. I think William Dafoe was in it. Okay. I think, but they did. They they, they remade Nosferatu with like Klaus Kinski. In it. Oh, okay. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I've I've seen the remake, and I wouldn't. It wasn't awful, but I wouldn't watch it again. It's pointless. I don't think I've seen it, and I've got no inclination to because yeah. The, the silent movie is such a, an important film within horror cinema. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's one of them films that are always on is always on the TV in the background in like horror movies and stuff. And it's always the same shot of the shadow on the yeah, stairs yeah. kind of thing, or on the deck the, of the, the boat. The, the, like you said, yeah, the coffin bit where he rises out. Yeah, his arms yeah. The fuck, I'm doing it now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, good oh, choice. Yeah. Ooh, fuck me, what am I dropping? <laughs> it's your number three, Lee. Okay, my number three. Is from 1963, and it's The Haunting, okay. by Robert Wise. Very loose adaption of the Shirley Jackson book. It kind of didn't stick to the same story. So I've never read the book. Uh, I've read half of it, oh, okay. and then I forgot I was reading it and read something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I've seen all the other adaptions, and yeah. most recently, Mike Flanagan did the TV series, which was an adaption. Mm-hmm. What I like about it is that it's made in the 60s, but it's one of the first examples of the setting being an important character. Yeah. I mean, the way they do the house is stunning. It's like a big gothic mansion with like weird fucking spiral staircases throughout. The, well, special... yeah, the, the location is, in effect, the character. Yeah, in the film, yeah. They, and the special effects for the time are really good. Like they do. There's that famous scene with the um, the bulging door. Yeah, sure. which was basically achieved by laminating the wooden door and then having a strong man push on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah. But how effective and clever was yeah. that? I mean, that's that's using your noggin to achieve something that's otherwise unachievable. Yeah. Today, I mean, they did remake it. Oh, they did, didn't and they? I think I've seen it. I vaguely remember, and Liam Neeson isn't he in it? I don't know. This was around the time they were doing <coughs> House and Horwood Hill and that sort of business, weren't they? And it was around that time, wasn't it? Think. Yeah, um, but when they were remaking like um, House of Wax and, and, and Ghost Ship with, um, with Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, that sort of time, that really it? pissed me off. Not particularly because I don't I don't like Ryan Reynolds. It's just that he's playing an ordinary everyday guy. Yeah, 
and he takes his top off, and you think, I don't look like that. You don't look like that. Nobody <laughs> whoa, fucking whoa, whoa, looks what like you that. Mean, oh, no, you're <laughs> You don't. Right. It's, I a, hate, it's a shirt off. I hate to be the one to break it to you, mate, but you don't. Um, none of us do. <laughs> you know, every yeah. every day working Joe does not take his fucking top off and look yeah. like a superhero. Yeah. You haven't got a six-pack. We're all dad bod in it. Yeah. yeah, and you know I've seen footage of the real George Lutz, and he wasn't built like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> he looked more like Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. And yeah, they did. They did a load of those sort of old films. They did Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship yeah. frustratingly has one of the best the fucking best opening. opening scenes of any horror film ever. Yeah, and then is garbage. Yeah, yeah. They, they blow their wad right away. But that was apparently really different to the script, wasn't it? Because the script was called Chimera, I believe, and it went off on its own. I think it was. A, it might have been a studio-related thing, and it went on a completely separate tangent. What? It originally been written as a screenplay. I would find a copy of Ghost Ship just to sit there and watch the opening scene and then turn it off. That opening scene's on YouTube, so that's fine. Yeah. I've, I've that's my brilliant. That, that whole thing with the out. snapping cable just yeah. like cutting everybody in half. I mean, it's ludicrously over the top. I mean, because, you know, in reality, it would have just scooted everyone along on one side of the room. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or at least stopped after yeah. having been slowed down by a few bodies. Well, it's a cable. It's not fucking piano wire or whatever, but it works so well. And that, that little girl who was too small to have been... Kurt just sort of standing there as everyone falls in f- apart in front of her. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool opening sequence. No, you said, I can't remember the rest of the film. No. Was it Gabriel Byrne? Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, I'd, same here. Yeah. People um, get sliced Gabriel Byrne's there somewhere doing something. Yeah, and it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking, talking about, about the uh, haunting. Yeah. I'll do the... Uh, I can't... My eyesight's got all weird. I can't see. Can you borrow my glasses or something? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Markway, doing research to uh, prove the existence of ghosts, investigates Hill House, a large mansion with a history of violent death. With him are Skeptical Luke, who stands to inherit the house. <laughs> Is that his name? Skeptical <laughs> Luke. Skeptical Luke. Oh, yeah, I'm skeptical you keep Luke. bringing Skeptical Luke with you. Why? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who stands to inherit the house? Clairvoyant Theodora and uh, psychic Eleanor. I'm just hoping that's these people's <laughs> names now. <laughs> Is that a Guy Ritchie movie? Yeah. And Freddy Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and Loose Lips Larry. Oh, Chris, yeah. Oh, you brought Jimmy Ninetoes. <laughs> <laughs> and Boris, the sneaky fucking Russian. <laughs> as time goes by, it appears that they have bitten off more than they can chew, as the ghostly presence in the house manifests itself in horrific and deadly ways. That's basically that. Yeah, but yeah. it's um, yeah, it's it's an, an early sixties movie, and it's uh, what I like about it most is the setting, the house itself. It's, it's like the, it's, it's that's what I like most about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. You know, I mean, yeah, there's some great performances in, in it. Yeah, I like the story, but the hotel makes that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's why when they did Doctor Sleep, uh, it was you know everybody was just really wanting to see the Overlook again, and they weren't disappointed. No. Yeah, sometimes a location is the best part of a film and, and for me that's with the haunting that yeah, house is fucking bizarre see um, I don't remember it that well it's another one that I haven't seen probably since the 80s yeah and I'll need to dig out again And I haven't seen it for a long while but I don't think I own it actually yeah I haven't seen it for a long while but I do love it and I do I would watch it any day over the fucking remake which I saw once and just hated yeah, yeah. I do vaguely remember a scene where Owen Wilson gets his head knocked off in a fireplace by something I don't remember it at all. I just yeah. remember Owen Wilson being in it. I can't remember anything else. Yeah. It was just a complete nothing, that film. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should, it, never watch the remake, always watch this. It's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, your turn. Four. Right, my number three. three. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is from 1954, and I had to put a creature feature in there, but this is more of a creature feature that takes itself seriously. It's not silly like the Killer Shrews or anything. Okay. And this is Them. Them. Don't forget the exclamation point on the end of that. See, I nearly added this film too, and nearly I was torn again. I wasn't sure if it was sci-fi. It's both, I think, though. Yeah, you may and, be right. I don't know. Yeah, because it is atomic testing, creating mutants. Yeah. Yeah, although in this case, the mutants are just really fucking big ants. But that opening sequence where they find the little girl lost and she's kind of mute, and then when she does talk, she just sort of screams and goes, Them! Them! It's fucking brilliant. Mm. It is like one of the, even now that you get that little moment of like, oh, bit of chills there. Yeah. All right. You do think back and go, why don't you just shout, big ants? Yeah. Or run. Yeah. <laughs> get a large <laughs> kettle. <laughs> a big can of rain. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a good creature feature. Oh, I mean, it is. I agree with you entirely. I don't, I don't, I think the effects stand up quite really well for its age. The monsters don't look stupid as such I mean they're big ants and they're kind of puppet things they even referenced it in Skull Island yeah there's a bit with oh, I forgot his name and he mentioned him he was no I forgot it oh, fuck it I forgot his name they went in Lauren Hardy um, John C. Riley. was it John C. Riley? yeah it was John C. Riley. Yeah. in it and he the guy and they're, they're all in the forest and you hear that sort of chittering noise he's going you hear that it's a fucking ant <laughs> and it's yeah it was the, the noise that the ants make bizarrely mm. in them I haven't seen it in a long while, but yeah, I really like the film too. Yeah. And like you say, the special effects are so clever for the time. And that always really impressed me. It's the same with, like, I nearly included The Incredible Shrinking Man. Yeah. That mm-hmm. scene where he's fighting off the spider with the fork or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. But, I mean, how fucking well done is that? Yeah. But then you look at films that copied Incredible Shrinking Man and them, and they didn't do it as well because there's a line in them where they mention something about the beginning of the end a movie came out called The Beginning of the End. It's giant fucking grasshoppers. And when you see them climbing on skyscrapers, it's clearly a grasshopper on a photograph of a building. <laughs> and it doesn't fucking work. I mean, yeah, you know, it mm. is what it is. But it's so obviously, you've, you've put your pet cricket on a fucking photograph. Yeah. Same with, like, for tiny people they did. And I think it was like Attack of the Puppet people. People have been shrunken down and they're in jars. It's clearly a photograph of the actor or actress. And, it, you know... It, put inside a jar and the, the actor who's holding this thing is really carefully trying to make sure it's facing camera at all times because as soon as they turn you're going to realise oh this is a picture it's mm. not an actual tiny man yeah no it's, it's, it's it, it, yeah um, them they didn't always a, pull it off but they did no, in this case it's them was a, is a really good creature feature and yeah. you need a creature feature for, I reckon in a black and white list that's why I've thrown it in there yeah I mean I didn't really have one Okay, well, I've made, I've, I've thrown one. Because uh, so. I, I wanted some, but yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't, I wasn't sure if I was just stepping too far into just being a sort of like 50s sci-fi movie or... Yeah, I know, it's, it is a bit either way, but I think it's giant monsters, sort of. I mean, it's, to me, that's got a horror element. I mean, I didn't yeah. put the most well-known one in I'll my... Put, I mean, I'll put a fucking comedy film in yeah. my... So I'm not going to berate I have, you for that. I haven't godzilla my list. I'm surprised, so. I thought you would. But to me, that was more sci-fi. But then again, it's, yeah, it's got the same thing with them. If you suddenly because... come across a 200-foot lizard standing on your house, you'd be fairly fucking horrified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there there would be horror yeah. involved. Good choice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number two. It had to appear on my list mm-hmm. in the in the low regions. And I don't know where you're going to... I'm convinced you're going to have this, but I don't know where... It's from 1968, and it's Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. 
directed by George A. Romero and starring Dwayne Jones as Ben and Judith O'D as Barbara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether you would have placed this. Do you mean to tell you? Very fucking surprised. Not on my list. No way. No. Uh, only because we we added it recently, didn't we? I think we were talking about. So we we done the list and it was on there, wasn't it? I'm sure. Oh, remakes. Yeah. I mentioned the remakes list, so for that reason, I didn't put it on. Oh. And I had other things that I've never mentioned. I wanted to throw in there. So weirdly, as much as I fucking love the film. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. I am really surprised. I know. It's fucking groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, it kind of it is that... I mean, I know there were before it, but this is the, 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 the grandfather of the modern fucking zombie film. You know, everything that sort of followed on Romero's own films to any of the remakes to Shaun of the Dead, which was a fucking massive love letter to Romero, to The Walking Dead, all come... Is, all comes after on the, the, on the shirt tails of this fucking although they were ghouls but yeah oh we're going to get rain now are we? awesome that can... <laughs> <laughs> fucking high winds jet aircraft potential nuclear war and now fucking rain I don't see how this day can get any worse <laughs> oh don't don't fucking jinx it <laughs> what was I fucking saying uh, Night Living Dead super yeah. iconic it, I mean it's iconic also like from like giving birth to the modern zombie film to the point of view where they, they had like a, bl- a black protagonist yeah, which, which was fucking unheard of in yeah. the America in the sixties, mm-hmm. and even today it's quite rare. I mean, usually sort of like it's a running joke where the the, the black yeah, the, character doesn't yeah, black last five fucking die, minutes. Yeah. yeah, guess how far the film the black guy is going to last or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, but no, this this sort of broke the mold on that. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, and the ending is a fucking is a shocker yeah. in itself. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, sort of pokes his head out, survive the night. Bang! Shot to death by a load of fucking rednecks. Well, the doctor said you eat any more baby, they gonna take your foot. It, yeah, it sort of breaks ground in that as well by giving you a slightly downbeat ending. Yeah, like, which I like. He's the hero of the film. Oh, okay then. Yeah, there's other scenes as well. I mean, that um, the, the other grand pregnant scene is that part where the uh, little girl little transforms girl. and kills yeah, her mum yeah. with a fucking trowel. Mm. I mean, you didn't see that kind of shit in films no. back then. It was quite controversial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is... It's a masterpiece. I mean, if I had to sort of, like, say which I prefer, Dawn of the Dead would always be my favourite. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go with... But I still love this film. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it is responsible for... That's not a great thing. It, I've kind of got to a point in my life where I'm sick to fucking death of zombie films. I think The Walking Dead killed my love of the zombie it was genre. Every other fucking film yeah. was a zombie film. And even I struggle with it with books and that as well. You're looking like, oh look, it's another book about a fucking zombie apocalypse. Or, uh, don't yeah. No, it's, it's done to death and I'm, yeah. I'm sick to death of it. Yeah, I, I blame The Walking Dead for a lot of my sudden dislike for... <laughs> what next we're, tornado we're, coming over as we did explain that tapping sound are hailstones we haven't got the dead scratching at the door just for effect <laughs> it's not the fingernails of the recently deceased I think we're in the apocalypse decade now aren't we if, if, the, if the viral outbreak won't kill you World War 3 well, might how many fucking storms have we had in the past week I know when I had, had my week away we had Storm Dudley I come back through Storm what's the one that is Ethel or whatever Ethel, I was. Say Edna, <laughs> and then we've had fucking Florida or whatever name, Frankie or whatever and now we're on Gertrude, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, weird. yeah, this film's iconic. Yeah. I I really really did think about putting it on the list, and I'm I thought gobsmacked. I've already used it on the list. But it was a remake. It mention... wasn't the same film. Yeah, I know, but I have discussed it, and I wanted to sort of throw in other things. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'd, yeah. You just... This is another one of those films where I would turn around and say, if you're a fan of horror, like mm. say you recently got into horror, you need to watch this film and pay your dues. It's it's. 
you know, it's a, uh, the grandfather of the modern yeah, zombie. This, film. Like we said for Nosferatu, this is it's as important for horror. Before this, zombie films were more about the sort of voodoo style zombie, yeah, yeah, where yeah. people were sort of like put into a sleep-like sort of state. France, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, like White Zombie was was that kind of film. Not the band. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what they got the name from. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It was, yeah, you were just a sort of... A mindless a slave. kind of. Yes. Yeah. Wow, I used a big word then. You did. <laughs> Which is where oh. the word zombie came from. Is it? Yeah, somnambulist means uh, sleepwalker. Sleepwalker, yeah, yeah. And zombie came from the somnambulist. It, it kind of it, it comes oh, off right from that. Say. And then from sleepwalker, we got a film with Dallas Creek. Yes, that you <laughs> like and I don't. Yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's great, and yeah. you know no. you should watch it. Yeah, yeah, if you right. haven't seen it, why the fuck not? Yeah, watch it. It is. But the fact that you haven't added it to your list, it's I know. Really surprising. I know. I, when I had my list and I had it right there, and I'm like, <coughs> do you know what? I'm not going to put it on. I was I was also confident you had put it on your list. Although I'm fairly confident we've got the same number one on our list, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we might have to because there were certain things. I'm like, they're so iconic, you can't not have it on there. No. And but the, with Night of the Living Dead, I, I was just like, there's other things I want to mention. Weirdly enough, as much as I really wanted to put it on my list, and it almost pained me not to put it on. All right, put me out of my misery then. What is your number two? Well, weirdly enough, my number two, you've got a reference to it in your room, because on your telly, on your Spotify list, you've got Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Yeah. And there's a song on there, which is based on the sequel to this movie, which also happens to be my favourite Iron Maiden song. And this film is so good, even John Carpenter couldn't make a decent fucking remake of it. Because this is 1960's Village of the Damned. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I, I was wondering what could possibly be your number two that you would have excluded that film when you say that, and I think yeah, yeah. I'd get that. I re- and it's another one. It's a serious black and white movie. Yeah, set in an English village. Which how often do you fucking get that? Not Especially often. In the, yeah, not in those yeah those times. I don't think. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a village of Midwich where everyone in in the village and the surrounding area suddenly falls asleep. Yeah, and if you try and approach that area, it's like a, like an invisible bubble around it. You get over a certain point. And you as well just fall asleep. Yeah. I can't remember what happened. I think everyone just mysteriously wakes up and then months later there's uh, some women who've just become pregnant. And they all... Uh, all the embryos grow rapidly. I think they're all given birth to on the same day. Yeah. And they're these very Hitler Youth Aryan-looking white-haired kids yeah. who have glowy eyes and mind-control powers. But I really like it. A little weird. I'll buy no kids with glowy eyes. Yeah. But I think because the glowy eye effect was done with like uh, using a negative image, I think I read somewhere that when it came out in the UK, they actually removed that effect for some reason. I think it was like, oh no, that's a bit scary perhaps, I don't know. <laughs> but it got taken out. And it's a, it's a strange one in a way because the film is kind of sedate and quiet. I've got a feeling it's... Is this light you're looking for? Is it an orange one? No, oh. blue. Yeah, my stomach. Is that your stomach? I thought that was another jet or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my stomach. <laughs> what the fuck have I done with my life? I don't know, mate. This is really just throwing the whole rhythm of the podcast off. <laughs> Lee has a, a lighter crisis. <laughs> is it not in a pocket? Oh, bugger it. Can light it off the gas stove? Or... <laughs> no! What did I fucking do with it? I don't know, mate. You keep talking, I'm listening. No, you're not. You're just fucking bumbling around looking for a lighter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think the, the film is very quiet. If I remember correctly, it's bloodless. Yeah. And yet it's still pretty fucking creepy for its time. Yeah. And it's, yeah... I don't mind the sequel either. The, you know, children. children the it's not as good. I don't. I, it's I got have a seen okay it. But I don't remember much about it. Yeah. And then John Carpenter made a, a remake of Village of the Damned, which I didn't fucking like. I remember Christopher Reeve being in it. I can't remember that much. 
I'm sure he was, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. In fact, I bet he is. Oh, anyway. you <laughs> think? <laughs> Lee Saku's found his lighter. Yeah. Go on, ruin, ruin, ruin your audio by lighting up quickly. There we go. <laughs> so, no, I don't remember much of the remake. In fact, I didn't even see it when it came out. I got <laughs> so we're being disturbed again because they just smacked this knee on the desk. Oh dear! I should have got out of bed this morning. You need to have a little sit down. And... I am sat down. Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have stayed in bed. I knew it was going to be one of them fucking days. I meant like a sit down under a blanket with like a hot water bottle. I always think that. And... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just a toy. daily occurrence. <laughs> Lee needs to take a time out. Where the fuck were we? You're talking about Christopher Reeve, that's it. No, I don't remember if he was in it or not, to be honest. I'm sure Christopher Reeve was in the remake. I just remember, I, I, I remember watching it, and it wasn't that long ago. I think I only saw the remake about five years ago. I think I saw it when it came out on VHS. Yeah, see, I didn't. Um, I just watched it and went, I don't like it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It's nowhere near as good. That was the start of John Carpenter's decline as a, yeah, as a he was hitting filmmaker, that. really. Yeah. And he kind of hasn't really pulled himself out of it. That's you know He went on to then do... Uh, Vampires, which I really didn't like. I was say Ghost of Mars. Was Ghost that? of Mars, which yeah. I didn't like. Vampires has some good moments. The only film that he's done since that I actually quite like was The Ward. Do you know, I haven't seen it. I got told it was crap, and I haven't seen it. It's not as crap as some of his other oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't bear in mind that before that he'd done, like I just said, Ghost of Mars and yeah. uh, Escape from L.A., which was massively yeah, yeah, disappointing yeah, yeah. and fucking stupid. <laughs> Go on, Snake, surf that tidal wave. The only bit I really liked was uh, Bruce Campbell as the plastic surgeon. I don't even remember that. I just remember the bad CGI surfing on a fucking tsunami. Wasn't it? No, it was. Was it a tsunami or was it lava? No, it was a wave. I'm sure he didn't surf on lava. I thought a volcano went off or something. And he was surfing on lava. Why have I got that in my head? I don't know. You people watching fucking Spy Kids or something? That sounds like <laughs> something out of one of those flicks. <clears throat> anyway, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Whereas Village of the Dan from 1960 is a really fucking good movie. It is a good movie. It's also it's it's very quaint and British. Mm. In that way, the British bobbies are just like bumbling around, going, hmm, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Don't go near there. Or we'll send a man out on a piece of rope. Oh, he's gone to sleep. Pull him in, lads. There's something quite but effectively sinister about any film that, sat in the English yeah. or, or British. Sort of, I mean, you, you think of the Wicker Man. Yeah, exactly. British countryside, creepy. Children, creepy. Yeah. Children that look like little Aryan albino things, creepy. Miniature versions of the monkey of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it, it just and the fact that they can just make you do whatever they fucking want. Yeah, by staring at you and having glowy eyes, it's a really good film. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I haven't watched it in a long while, but I do love that film, and I didn't like the remake, and I have seen the sequel. I, I think I have got the sequel as well. I'll have to but delve into my collection. I haven't seen the sequel as much. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's a good choice. I I, I, get, I get why it's your number two. Yeah. Um, I can't think There's... of much else that I would have thought you neglected Night of the Living Dead for that. Yeah, and. To be honest, I, don't, I mean, I don't agree. I, I know why you've done yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, if, if you had Night of the Living Dead on your list and that was above that, I don't think I would have yeah, agreed with that. Disagree, which, yeah, yeah, which is what. Yeah, I just wanted to do some, uh, add something a little bit different. I've mentioned Night of the Living Dead before, or yes, in a different context as such. Yeah, and like I said, it did pain me not to put it on there, but I've already got a few obvious things on there with things like Nosferatu and so on, and what I suspect we both got for the same number one. So I didn't want to put another one that I felt was an well, obvious addition. Should we find out? Go on. Then. Alright. If it is, I'll spoil mine immediately then and say, it's the same as me. My number one mm-hmm. might seem really fucking obvious, mm-hmm. and it's from 1960, mm-hmm. and it's Psycho. You know what? My number one is exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I don't. I I mean, we, can, we, can, we can happily talk about Psycho here and now, but I don't need to explain why it's my number one. No. It's fucking brilliant. It's yep. a masterpiece. Yeah. 
it was a game changer for horror cinema. It sort of birthed the slasher movie. Well, that and Peeping Tom. The performances are all fucking spot. I mean, Anthony Perkins as Norman Bates is brilliant yeah. because he's not outwardly malevolent and sinister. No, he's, he's, he's a sweet, shy... He's, yeah, he's shy and... Lad. Um, introverted. But obviously there's something really he's fucking horrible going on. He's a very good mummy's boy. And he yeah. does what his mummy tells him to. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. But, you know, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of almost not his fault that he also happens to be a, yeah. a knife-wielding psychopath yeah. because it kind of, like, it's like a schizophrenia. It kicks in and he's not really doing the killing. He's not in control of what's going on. But he plays, the, he plays that part really well because he, he's quite a angel-faced young just, actor yeah. and yeah. you imagine he never played that sort of part before but he's fucking brilliant but the whole beginning though having I mean how long is that intro sequence with Janet Lee goes on it's like that's a good portion of the movie yeah I mean that, that's, that's that the up. setup for the whole film where she's sort of like she takes the money and she's fleeing so she's a bad guy in the movie she mm. steals what is it $40,000 or whatever oh, it is I can't remember from her, from her boss she's been told entrusted with the money you go and put it in a bank yeah she buggers off she goes yeah fuck this and then but she's the main character. The storm kind of runs her off. And, yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's not the main character anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, not, it's yeah, not. It's, like, it's oh. This movie's fucking been around for like the best part yeah. of 60 years. It's what screen copied in a way by. Yeah, killing Drew Barrymore. It's not, it's not a spoiler to say that she ends up copping a nasty yeah. about halfway through the film uh, with one of the most iconic shots in any film ever. The most iconic shots and the most iconic scores. <laughs> He doubled his wages because he was like, "Your film is what uh, your score is what makes it." Yeah. So he was like, "No, you're going to take extra money because without your score, the film wouldn't have the impact it does." Did you see the film Hitchcock with? Um... No. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. <laughs> it's actually really good. Oh, okay. It's got what's his name Anthony Hopkins uh, from Science of the Lambs as, as Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. And um, it's all about oh, yeah, it's all about the making of Psycho, pretty much. But the first cut of the when they cut the film together, it just didn't work. Oh right. And his wife actually rolled her sleeves up and got involved and they recut it and then added the score and everything else and it became the film that it is and he and he went around buying all the copies of Robert Block's book up so that people couldn't oh, really? spoil <laughs> yeah spoil the big surprise halfway oh, through okay. the film which must have done Robert Block a huge favour as well <laughs> and then after he released it book sales again mad yeah and after he released yeah. it he used to go around cinemas just to stand outside and listen to the reactions of people yeah, when yeah, Janet yeah. Lee gets stabbed in the shower cut, yeah shower scene yeah. and you just hear this like rupture scream yeah. amid because obviously people didn't see that you wouldn't think nothing you'd go see a scream yeah. movie now and the character would get killed off the start and you'd be like but back in the 1960 people weren't used yeah. to this and shit and this is obviously pre-trailers being shoved down your throat left right and centre mm. Yeah, exactly. You just heard about this film, you go and watch it, and then without really knowing what you, the title's a little clue, 
But you don't really know what you're in for. No, and then it, it's kind of like the, the the dust till dawn effect. Even if you do know what you're in for, you kind of forget because the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the start sort of. Dra- I mean, dust yeah. till I'm dawn. I'm in a road movie at the start. And yeah. Like, oh fuck! Yeah, this is yeah, mad vampire film. Vampire film. I'm not saying that for that dust till dawn. No, they don't compare. Compares with Psycho. It's, it's a film I enjoy. Yeah. I like the fact that it's, it's fucking batshit. But yeah, see, the first <laughs> half of the movie is not the same as the second half I, of the movie. To slightly digress, I really want one of those torso with a leg jammed in it for like bass guitar. That <laughs> Thank you very up. much. Yeah. <laughs> I want that guitar. I always, I always want to sample and put on the start of a song on an album that we might have recorded back in the day. That bit where someone goes, now kill this fucking band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Tom Savini, wasn't it? Sex Machine. Yes. Let's kill this fucking band. <laughs> so even with the title Psycho, you'd go into the, you'd probably gone in that film, sat there watching it and forgot yeah, that it was going to turn into like because uh, you're watching the slasher movie, kind of like a crime. Yeah, yeah, you're watching a crime cape, well not cape, but you're watching a, a, a crime movie about this woman who's stolen cash from a boss and gone on the run, and then the storm's force that's staying in this motel. Yeah, and then you're suddenly like, oh fuck, yeah, didn't know this was happening. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. It is. Yeah, um, which is we couldn't not have it at number one. I'm I'm a fan of Hitchcock, so I like a lot of his films. I mean, I um I really love. Did you ever see Frenzy? The one with the necktie killer. Oh, fucking hell. That's another one that not for Pretty years. sure. I, lo- I love yeah. that film. Obviously, I love The Birds. I didn't like the ending of The Birds, though, because it's just kind of... It was a bit inconclusive. and I, oh, At least I didn't when I first watched it, because they're just like... And we just fucked off. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Vertigo. Vertigo is um, great. Yeah, North by Northwest. I mean, yeah. some of his horror film, non-horror films I really like. Like, yeah. Marnie is a good film. Which one's that? Uh, someone with Sean Connery. I think you got your... Uh, is it Lifeboat? Rope? Oh, he does, Rope. Yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. some fucking classics, but... Psycho is probably my favourite yeah. for many, many reasons. Yeah. I mean, um, if, if, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen it, just you need to fucking watch it. Psycho is one of them weird films where usually they make a film and then years and years later they make a sequel and you think, why did you bother? It's <laughs> shit. Yeah. But Psycho 2 is fucking brilliant. Psycho 3? Psycho 3 I like. Which is the one where he's just got her hand in a fucking cloth. I think that's 3. That's the one with Jeff Fahey in it. Oh, I can't remember who was it. I haven't seen them for a while. I just remember by the end of one of them he's just carrying around her hand. Psycho 4 is alright in its own way. It's kind of more him on the phone to a, a, a radio mm-hmm. um, counsellor sort of explaining that he's like getting the urge to kill again. Yeah, kind of thing. which they, have, they, they still have their merits in sequels, but not as much by a long way. But now I really liked um, Bates Motel. I didn't, I didn't get into that. Really? You yeah. should have stuck with it a bit. It was fucking... I mean, the performances of the, the two main leads, like Viva Vermiga, who I fucking love anyway, and, and is it Freddie Highmore as Norman? He was really good. I really, really liked Bates Motel. They did it well. They changed a lot. I think my wife was watching it, and I watched bits, and I think she just gave up on it in the end, and I was like, I'm not into it. Mm, no, I'm, I get that. I think Marie first watched it, and she was like, well, I was watching it, and she saw a bit and weren't too bothered, but then she, she always likes to watch them in the mornings while I'm busy doing other stuff. And uh, she decided she was going to go through that, and she liked it. Yeah. Sorry, in case you're wondering why I'm wiggling my re- leg around me, it's just, it's, oh, my leg's gone fucking dead, I've got pins and needles. I'm more wondering why you're wearing shorts. I like wearing shorts. It's February. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too fat for my trousers, Lee. I like wearing shorts, I'm comfy. Oh, wear shorts, shorts. Oh, yes, so am I. But I it's February. That, I have that short, rotund, bald, beardy... Look, that you see people that look identical to me, you're wearing fucking shorts, man. All I'm those not, little stocky fellas. Shorts. I'm not putting the heating on for you. <laughs> it's too expensive. No, my legs gone dead as well. It's, I, I had a feeling we were going to agree on the number yeah, one. I, I, I thought that if it wasn't going to be in your number one spot, it'd at least be two or something like that. So, yeah. 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 And although it was an obvious choice, it had to go on there, which is another reason I didn't put uh, Night Living Dead, because I'm like, 
I, don't, I didn't want two obvious ones in a row sort of thing. So Yeah, I, I love Night of the Living yeah. Dead, but it oh, was yeah. never going to knock Psycho off the top spot. No, no. If, if, if nobody's seen Psycho, if any listeners haven't seen Psycho, what the fucking hell are you doing? But that's what also is so iconic about it. People who haven't seen it, they know that fucking score. Yeah, Bernard Herrmann's score is yeah. fucking brilliant. People know just that. Everyone knows that fucking hell. I'm not doing it justice, obviously. <laughs> but you'd say to someone like, what's the score from Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Yeah, right. Going to draw a blank on that one. Yeah. But... You know, how's the music going, Psycho? Anyone. Or whenever you pick up a knife, you're going to make that noise at some point in your life. I really love that they pretty much used the same score for Reanimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Virtually yeah. note for yeah. note, yeah. the same score with the odd little changes There's here and there. enough little changes. Yeah, to... but you listen to it and, yeah. and I've, got, if I, I've got a movie, a horror movie playlist of like scores that comes on. And mm. sometimes it takes a minute to think, Reanimator or Psycho? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do the same thing. I've, I've got exactly the same list that I put on. This, well, not the same list, but yeah, I do the same thing. And yeah, mm. you're like, which one's this? Oh, fuck, yeah, I got it now. But Bernard Herman did some great scores anyway. Mm. I love his score to Twisted Nerve. Also, uh, Vertigo. His score, yeah, score yeah, Vertigo yeah. is really, really sort of like quite good. Yeah, the Psycho score is iconic. Yeah. The shower scene, even if you haven't seen the film, you know, you know what that's from. And every time he's referenced in a film, like, there's always that sort of like shut up of the, the shower head turning on. And yeah. they use that in so many things. Well, they, yeah, the, the thing, they're, they're iconic on their own, but they've also been used in so many things where they've been spoofed in other movies and yeah. things like that, where people get the reference without even having seen the film. Yeah, they even do it in stuff like The Simpsons. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, didn't they do the shower scene in Wayne's World or something as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 iconic. Yeah, and yeah, which yeah. is why we both have it in the number one spot. Yeah, it you, you should watch. Obvious, I do actually recommend you watch Hitchcock. It's quite interesting to see why because uh, the shower scene is actually Hitchcock's hand stab, doing the stabbing, oh, okay. and it was because he just got completely frustrated with how it was being done. It wasn't aggressive enough. Oh, he, was, right. <laughs> he was getting pissed off. Yeah, it, it, it basically the film just sort of covers the making of Psycho. Oh, okay, I'll have to have it. There's yeah. too many I need to watch. So and Anthony got... Hopkins is really, really good. He looks just like Hitchcock. I don't know. I don't know if it's a fat suit or he put on weight or what, but he looks yeah. just. Like... Yeah, I, I think I remember when he was cast. I'm like, well, that's not. I don't know. He doesn't hasn't got the stature. But mm. anyway, I like Anthony Hopkins, even in non-horror roles. One of, I really like the world's fastest Indian. I've never seen it. It's a good fucking movie. And is it's it? based on a true story about some guy from, I can't remember if he's New Zealand, who's got his Indian motorcycle and he wants to go on the um, land speed challenge. And it's just his journey to try and get there to then turn up and they're like, oh, well, you haven't booked in your bike and all this sort of thing. And yeah. how he gets around it. It's just, it's weird. It's a, it's not. It's weird that I like it in a sense that it's like, it's a drama and a true story. And I'm like, this is fucking good. But it's I love all to give it a watch. I have seen it. Yeah. He's even in, in the the shitter Silence of the Lamb sequels. He's always very good in them, even though the films aren't good. Yeah, he's yeah, good. He's still Hannibal's shit, but <laughs> any scene with him in it was yeah. good. Red Dragon, Red Dragon was better, not great, but no. better. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins was great in those in those films. I quite like him as Odin in the Thor films. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've seen him do a bad. No, he was also in Westworld. Did you watch Westworld? Oh, he was. Yeah, I've only seen season one. I've seen I've series. seen the first two, and I kind of got a bit lost and gave up with series three. I um, might have to sit down and try and watch two, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great show, but I kind of just got lost. Although I had a friend who straight away after the second episode, I think it was like, yeah, it's two different timelines. That, that character is Ed fucking Harrison. Like, you what now? Oh, fuck, he was right. You annoying me, smart <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs> you smart prick. 
So, yeah, that, that doesn't come as a shocker at all. If you hadn't had Psycho on your list, I'd have been well fucking gobsmacked. Yeah, the same here. I was like, this is going to be your number one spot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've got the same film down. I said to you when we planned this, I said I know immediately what my number one is. Yeah. Uh, number two, had we have had, like, Monsters, Universal, Universal Monsters yeah. would have already been Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, if we kept Universal Monsters in there, this probably would have still been the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it would have just closely beat out Bride of Frankenstein, which I love. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. That's a cracking movie. Yeah. So yeah, that's their top ten black and white films, and you should really check out the recommendations we've made. And I think our next podcast episode is going to be a review of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to give too much away. You'll see. What... Oh God, did we, did we even laugh in a disappointed fashion then? And <laughs> give the name away a bit. <laughs> no, I said it positively upbeat. Okay. Yes, the Texas <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre, the new one on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, you'll have to spiffing. Listen to the next episode and see what we thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that with that, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I am here to do the devil's work. <laughs>